Hello, and welcome aboard the Jewelry Navigator podcast. I'm Brenna Pakes, your sparkle captain and host to unique jewelry destinations here on Jewelry Navigator podcast. In between a career of working with independent jewelry stores as a gemologist and a jewelry consultant, I was also a flight attendant. The travel and aviation theme adds a fun and welcoming feel to the podcast, which is what I'm going for. Sharing shopping, gemstone, and jewelry care tips with consumers while revealing the hidden treasures created by independent jewelers and designers are the exciting destinations for Jewelry Navigator's passenger audience. To keep updated with the latest Jewelry Navigator departures and arrivals, subscribe to Jewelry Navigator Passport, available at jewelrynavigator.com. I know you have a choice in podcasts and jewelry selections. Thank you so much for choosing Jewelry Navigator for jewelry that stands out and supports small business across America and in select international destinations. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hey there, and welcome to this week's Jewelry Navigator podcast. This week, my guest is Christina Grace of Tin House. She was featured in last week's podcast, Here's to the Men in Our Lives and the Jewelry to Celebrate Men and Dads. Her jewelry is really versatile, and I love how she expresses so much of herself, especially her story within her jewelry. As I was preparing notes to talk to Christina, some thoughts came to my mind, and I thought, you know, when we tap into the stillness of our souls with courage and sincerity about what we want, We're released of others' expectations and assumptions. Only then can we grow to express who we are and what we value. For Christina, her expertise is really well-rounded. As a first-generation American, her family immigrated to the States and eventually moved to California, where Christina flourished within various mediums of art, including performance and movie arts. Learning to leverage where you are with whom you can collaborate and grow creates a limitless path. Christina is currently completing her Bachelor of Fine Arts and integrates her acquired knowledge with what inspires her. Utilizing her education, background, and connections, Christina is creating a flight plan with her art and jewelry to inspire others to discover and celebrate their unique expression from their own self-discovery. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know you have a choice in podcasts and really appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoy my visit with Christina and I do have a special surprise that you'll learn a little bit later, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Welcome aboard. I love how your jewelry is enjoyed by both men and women, like your Andromeda Mm -hmm. and the Galaxy Rings, which I featured Mm -hmm. and mentioned on my last Jewelry Navigator podcast, Um, Here's to the Men in Our Lives and the Jewelry to Celebrate Men and Dads. And I just love how those rings can be identifiable with both men and women. But what inspires me so much about you, yeah, is... um, you are unhindered. You seem unhindered on the path that you've created for yourself. And um, it kind of, as I was making my notes, I, something just, these words came to my mind. And, you know, when we tap into the stillness of our souls with courage and sincerity about what we want, 
we release others' expectations that we feel they have on us and the assumptions mm-hmm. that we think that they have. And when we do that, then we can grow to express who we are and what we value. And I really see that in your path, having talked to you a couple of times in the last few weeks, which I'm so grateful for because I've followed you on Instagram and your jewelry lines and the aesthetic and the, and, um, the collections are so intriguing. So um, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and how you've come to the path that you're on now. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I've always collected crystals and stones since I was a little kid for as long as I could remember. Um, I would pick up stones or, um, or when my family first moved to um, Arizona from the Philippines, we used to go to these um, Native American shops and they would have like crystals and stones. So I was really, really um, intrigued by them. I mean, my mother is a poster, poster child for uh, jewelry obsession. So I was uh, like around it all the time, but I didn't really see myself pursuing a career as a jewelry designer. It was just not in my peripheral, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I was an artist. I, you know, you know, I, I painted and I was in um, um, drama, speech and debate and stuff like that. So um, I don't really mention this that much, but when I won a pageant a long time ago, <laughs> that kind oh, nice. that was what I know. It's kind of, I feel silly admitting that because it's just such a different um, era and such a different person, but you know, it that was a gateway to the entertainment industry, and that's how I got into it. So, um, my path pivoted, and um, I didn't realize that I suffered from anxiety and everything like that. And there were a lot of things that I needed to work within myself um, to really handle the entertainment industry and the responsibility it comes with, you know, as you progress. And so I dove deeply into meditation and uh, meditation and yoga, rock hounding, it, you know, crystals and, and, and gemstones started just coming back into my life. It was part of my, actually, it was part of my healing modality. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. I would put like, um, black tourmaline around me because it's supposed to not only absorb negative energy, but it emits negative ions, which is really great for um, clearing your environment. So at one point, I thought I was going to end up going into um, um, the healing arts. And then I met a metalsmith by chance um, from a bead store who was making jewelry, and I had this raw... Um, meteorite called Moldavite, which was what mm-hmm. I was carrying around me all the time, and I wanted it to be uh, to become a pendant of some sort. And so she was like, "Why don't you do it?" I'm like, "Really, me?" So she taught me the basics of wire wrapping, and it just it just went. It started from there. Really, I just fell in love with the process. It became an outlet of meditation and concentration for me, and um, mm. it definitely uh, tapped a different side of me I didn't realize existed. And so, um, 
there was a certain point I'm like, there's got to be more than just wire wrapping. So I enrolled into, um, you know, to college uh, and started my business at the same time. And I didn't realize it was going to transform into what it is now. And so that's how I got into jewelry. Okay. Nice. This is all kind of <laughs> no, it was long winded, but <laughs> no, no, I mean, it was. My, it was. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. My, your my, your way. No, my past. I want to uh, liken my past to a, you know, Jackson Pollock painting. It's just like like a zigzag of going everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I love how you. One step opens the door for another for you. For instance, yeah. you said you realized you suffered from anxiety, which, first of all, is sometimes hard to recognize and acknowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, then you took the next steps and those opened doors to, um, you know, going back to your love of crystals and rocks and learning more about what they could do for you. And then that led to the next step. So that's yeah. so fantastic. And you're still relatively young. So your path is still is just starting. But yeah. you, you definitely, it's, it's like you're on a wide open highway. There's no obstacles. Yeah. You just take definitely. it from one thing to the next. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I know, I know that you have your graduate jeweler diploma mm-hmm. from GIA, and yeah. now you're getting your Bachelor in Fine Arts. Tell us mm-hmm. how you are um, putting those two fields together and how, how you plan to um, you know, bring those things together for future projects and future collections and then um, where you go yeah. from there. Yeah, so when I won the scholarship to GIA, I just knew about GIA because of my mom. She was always talking about GIA certified certified diamonds or this is GIA certified, certified this and that. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, it, well, it's, you know, um, it is one of the premier schools, you know, to get uh, your education and everything related to gemology and um and luckily, I realized they had jewelry making there. So I figure, well, I might as well learn from um, one of the best. So I went to GIA. Um, I already had taken one jewelry class just so I can get my feet wet and not be awkward and uncomfortable with what I'm learning. So mm-hmm. when I went to GIA, it, it just like really opened up my eyes to the whole jewelry industry and getting to know the business um, um, just from observation and, and taking the courses there. And um, I wanted for artistically for me, I wanted to get comfortable um, with the technical skills where I didn't have to think about it anymore, where I could just create and not be held back by what I didn't know, you know? So um, Mm -hmm. that was, that I realized was the reason why um, I went to GIA, you know, later on I realized, oh, okay, so this is the reason why I went there is just to, you know, really get comfortable with the techniques 
And um, so after I graduated from GIA, I was kind of in manufacturing mode as opposed to the creative aspect of it. So I needed to kind of um, uh, get that out of my system so I can get into the creative aspect, which is what the BFA is for. Um, I am uh, pursuing the BFA so that it could stretch me. I want to know how far my artistry can go. Now, my sculptural mm -hmm. work in the program is completely different than the uh, collection that I, that I make. You know, I, I make it for um, my tar target audience, you know, so it takes on kind of like a more simplistic but bold um, essence, whereas my sculptural mm -hmm. is, is, is just, I want to go go for it, you know, I guess, um, with the sculptural stuff. And, and um, now I'm starting to pick elements of it, elements that I get from my sculpture and now adding it to the new collection. So uh, mm -hmm. the new collection that's coming up is, is going to have somewhat of a different feel. Okay. You saw some of the okay. pictures. What do you think? <laughs> cool. I can see how those are the extension of your original collections. Um, oh, yeah. This just takes it to a next step, and it is it's yeah. a lot more um, structural and, what's the word, almost like, um, not statues, but modern, modern art almost. That, that is the, definitely the goal. You know, I, I yeah. want to try to bridge the gap between fine art and fashion because, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. as artists, you – okay, here's the thing. You know, I think this is where my background in entertainment um, comes in um, when I'm um, putting together a collection. You know, I, I've been on the talent side where I've worked with PR and, and um, stylists and they would talk about what I could wear with certain outfits and, and, and kind of finding the, the, the sweet spot onto, on, um, you want the person to shine. You don't want the outfit to overtake the person and so mm -hmm. that is kind of like my approach when when creating something I want the person to shine so it, I mm -hmm. feel like if I make my jewelry too out there then then the jewelry is the one that's getting the attention as opposed to letting the person shine so mm -hmm. yeah so I want to find the middle ground of fine art and fashion right Right. And you know where I think you do that really well? I was on your website and you have a video that really shows what your jewelry is all about. And you have both men and women wearing your jewelry. I think that's so beautifully done because it shows that there's, oh, no, thank you. there's no boundary to your jewelry. It looks as mm -hmm. good as it does on anybody, whether you're a man or a woman. I think that's so Thank you. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And a lot of the men are wearing your earrings, which I think is so awesome. 
I do. I really do. <laughs> I know. I know that that's you know it's taking some of us some time to get used to seeing that. But I think yeah, it's a really neat way. It's really neat way to see jewelry um, yeah. as an expression, not only as an expression, but also to celebrate the artists making it. Like, yeah, I love this jewelry. I'm going to wear it. And um, thank you. I think that that's a really exciting um, display and that people can feel comfortable wearing it, whether they're a man or a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. that's really, really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm it definitely to, takes on a gender neutral kind of essence, you know, I, I love. Yeah. 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 So I yeah. mean, I, yeah. I definitely want to attract that audience because it's so much fun to make jewelry for, for that audience, you know? Um, right. I grew up with, right. with three brothers, so I'm, I'm like part man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, but you know, I have a lot of masculine energy because of my brother's. So, you know, I just, okay. I can't, it, I just can't do the pretty stuff. Like it's got to have a, a bit of an edge. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Do you know what I really like about that too? Is that it's definitely not demure, but <laughs> it's, it's not such a statement where it's so bold. Just like you, you were saying, you don't want the jewelry to be, what's standing out the most. You want it to complement the, yeah. the uh, characteristics and the features of the person. But mm -hmm. your earrings, remind me the name of them. It's the double, I think it's the double Which ring. One? The Verrochina earring? Yes, Verrochina. Yeah, I named it after Buddha, the Buddha, the Buddhist um, figure, Verrochina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. those are so cool in the way they they have the pearl that makes it look, you know, soft, not necessarily softens it, but the circles, how they're so big, but they complement mm -hmm. different um, shapes and sizes, I think, really well. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. It's definitely one of my favorite pieces. So um, the great thing about, having a collection or a production line um, because the the difference between I, I from what I see um, and have observed from um, from fashion versus um, having a jewelry collection is that you don't necessarily have to let go of a certain design until it's ready to be you know um, um, transitioned out but so I can hang on to the Verochinas until until I feel it's ready to let go of that particular design. So that's one thing mm -hmm. I, I'm really grateful about um, jewelry. You can hang on to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are you saying if it's something that you feel that has lost its appeal as far as it's not necessarily a trend, but what's maybe in fashion? Um, right. Is that what you're yeah. to? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you know how, like in um, for some of um, some fashion brands, um, they'll come up with a certain design, and then they remove it from their collection after one season. 
Whereas with jewelry, you don't necessarily have to do that, especially if it becomes a classic, especially if it's something that a lot of people resonate with. You can continue to have it in your collection, which is what I'm really grateful for. And I think that was what um, held me back in the beginning. I started the company in 2016, but I didn't necessarily um, come up with my um, my first collection until 2018 because that was also one of the mm-hmm. concerns that I had. You know, you put a lot of effort into trying to create new stuff and then what, it's going to last for one season. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to learn that it doesn't necessarily have to apply to jewelry. Mm, no, yeah, no, I agree with you. I feel like um, jewelry design needs to last longer because yeah. that's the image of your brand. And the stronger a foundation you have on a base collection, the, the better it is because then it becomes recognizable as you, as your design. Mm-hmm. And something mm-hmm. as classic as the lines that you design with, I don't think it will ever go out of fashion. It will never go out of style because you'll always right. have those people who are unafraid to wear big statement jewelry like yours. Mm-hmm. And I also so appreciate that you are the one making it. You know, you are the one who's designed <laughs> Thank it. You. And you no, I really do. I have so much admiration for, you know, all of the designers, but especially the ones who are in their studios doing, you know, sweating over their flames and, you know, mm-hmm. up till late at night, early mornings, getting things done. It's so rewarding. And I get equally excited when someone is, you know, anticipating like a piece of jewelry they order for me. Um, my collection is currently made to order. I do have um, some, some of the popular ones in stock, but when someone either commissions me uh, something or they, they pick a certain design for my collection um, and they're anticipating its arrival, it's so exciting. Um, so, <laughs> Yeah, I find so much pleasure in it. Um, Do you have a favorite collection, or would it be hard to to even pick? Yeah, it's going to be hard to eat, you know, um, it's going to be hard to pick because um, the motivation um, and the inspiration behind every collection came from, you know, came from the heart and um, was inspired by various stimuli that I could be going through or things that, that I observe in that particular time and space. Um, the mm-hmm. Rice collection is also very special to me because it was my first collection. And, you know, I was inspired by um, um, people that were empowered. And, and so I dedicated that collection to them and, you know, a lot of the jewelry pieces from that collection, for example, Hatshepsut and Cleopatra, um, Barochina, they were all very uh, grounded and powerful beings that existed in the past. And so that collection, I wanted to sort of inspire people um, the, the people that end up buying the pieces, that they have it in them too. We all have power within us. You just have to silence your mind and access that part of us that's God-given. 
Um, so that mm-hmm. was special about the Rise collection. Um, space is more, I want to say it was more abstract in my process. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is meditation oriented. So the way I approached it was what comes up to the surface when you silence your mind. It's the spaces in between thought and form. So when you reach that certain place in in your um, inner reality, what comes to the surface? What type of creativity comes to the surface? So I wanted to go with the flow with, with the space collection and, and try to come up with pieces that come from a deeper place. Um, mm-hmm. And with the matter collection, that was, um, there sometimes, you know, when I'm designing a collection and I see what's going on on social media and, and how other people relate to each other, and sometimes they forget that their life matters. And so that was my approach with this collection. Um, really, all the collections have something positive behind it. And um, if anything, every piece of jewelry is just a reminder that, um, that their lives matter and, and that we all have something very powerful within us if you just take the time to look. Mm. That's beautiful because it sums up all of your collections together. And as you were explaining each one, collection by collection, I was going through them and I can so see exactly what you're talking about, the presence loop necklace. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the geometry, um, the clasps specifically, okay, so the chain obviously is uh, a Roman chain that has, is a technique that has existed for over 3,000 of years. Um, the clasp itself was more, um, I was, okay, so sometimes this is my creative process. It, 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 it's different all the time, but um, when I was creating um, the shape for the clasp, I was observing um, ancient Egyptian architecture, Mayan architecture, and sacred geometry, and combining all together to create like um, an organic geometry. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> that was um, the inspiration behind. I mean, it's so simple, right? It's a chain choker, but it it there's a lot of thought. <laughs> it, there's a lot of thought that goes into creating something. Right, and I can I can see that. And what's really unique about that is that you can wear the clasp in the front, which I think most people do, because it's so mm-hmm. um, it's so captivating. Or you can just wear it as a simple chain and turn the clasp around to the back. Um, yeah. So you know, there again presents a lot of of um, versatility. Do you make the chain? Yeah. You do. I do. I do, yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. So takes a long really time. <laughs> yes, that's really intricate and it's beautiful. Thank wow. you so I'm much, so impressed, yeah. Christina. Thank yeah, you. I, yeah, that's really neat. So each link you solder closed and then 
the mm-hmm. next one is added. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. really pretty. I'll definitely include this in um in the photo part, the blog post of this. Yeah. So thank you. Um, I'm excited to see more stones in your collections, which looks oh, like yeah. coming up because I <laughs> had um, a sneak I had a sneak peek into your <laughs> into your next collection, which I'm really excited yeah. to see. And I can see thank how you. it flows from from your um, from your current collections really well, but it's totally yeah. different. So I called it um, Anicca, which is in Pali, it means um, impermanence. So with this collection, I mean, this collection was pushed. It was supposed to uh, release in April, then all that stuff happened, and um, and then and then later, and I was pretty much the whole time I'm like, okay, I'm just going to feel it out. You know, I don't want to release it too early. It's going to be an accumulation of everything that is 2020, but on a positive note. Um, so Anicca is in meditation, it, it means impermanence, which means um, everything in life is fleeting. And one of the things that I've realized very profoundly during um, our quarantine and everything else that has happened um, since is that, you know, everything is impermanent. Circumstances are impermanent. It's what you learn from it. And um, Anicca is a reflection of that um, terminology. So I wanted to incorporate crystals and stones, which is very much part of my healing modality I wanted to honestly also I've been hoarding some crystals and stones that are prized to me (laughs) oh my god I don't want to touch you yet (laughs) yes yes um so what's the point of having these gemstones I'm not even going to use it because I'm being a hoarder so um, the subject is impermanence, and part of it is healing too. And so that's why I wanted to include crystals and gemstones in 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 this new collection, just because um, crystals um, have played such a profound impact in my own healing. Um, and and so I wanted to include that too. You know, like for example. Um, Colombian quartz is known to have among the highest frequency among the quartz family. That's going to be in the new collection, rutilated quartz, which is amazing because it's a mixture of quartz crystal and um, tourmaline um, inclusion. So it's not only protective, but it's also high vibrational. Um, People say that it's also a stone of manifestation. I haven't specifically used it for that, but um, hey, it's great, right? Manifestation, why not? Um, yes. And, um, you know, oh, and I all. I apologize for this interruption, but as we prepare for our approach to more gems and jewelry, I have an announcement to help make your jewelry excursions more informed and fulfilling. I hope you're enjoying our discovery conversation with Christina of Tin House. She and I spoke for nearly 90 minutes. The last part of our conversation is reserved for Jewelry Navigator ground crew members. It's an exclusive look and listen to behind the scene conversation available on my Patreon page. 
It's a way to support Jewelry Navigator podcast and the time and equipment it takes to produce the podcast. I so appreciate you joining me on Jewelry Navigator podcast and learning about and supporting the designers and jewelers featured. Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew is a monthly membership that grants you exclusive access to conversation and features just for Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew. My intention is always to educate and inform consumers with direct resources to unique jewelry created and fabricated by independent designers and makers. For now, Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew is only $5 a month. That price will probably go up only because I'll be adding more value, but for now it's kind of in a pilot test stage. So as Christina explained, her upcoming collection will be set with her coveted gems just waiting to be enhanced by her designs. This month in Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew, I'll be exploring and sharing exclusive access to gems and crystals through select designers and gem specialists. For this week, if you'd like to hear more about Christina's familiarity with healing properties of crystals and gemstones, join Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew for the exclusive segment of our conversation about the healing properties of gems and crystals. To find me on Patreon, visit JewelryNavigator.com, then click the tab for Jewelry Navigator Crew. Christina said something insightful during our conversation where she points out that there's a reason why we're attracted to jewelry and gemstones. Here's a brief peek to the gems that Christina recommends to soothe stress and anxiety, which is something I think we all need right about now. What are some of your, tell us some crystals that are common um, that help with a lot of the common ailments today. Say, for instance, if someone wanted to know how they could, um, you know, deal better with the the crises and the stress that are going on today with the COVID. Um, yeah. yeah. What can you recommend for stress, anxiety, and those kind of things, that stuff that gets into our heads? Right. Ooh, um, okay, so I'm a huge fan of, all right, so, okay, for anxiety or Mm -hmm. negative energy, um, I would highly recommend wearing black tourmaline or some sort of tourmaline. I hope you enjoyed that quick sneak peek into some of the benefits of crystals. And Christina shares so much more in the exclusive segment that I'll be posting on Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew on my Patreon page. Also, you can find Christina at tin underscore house on Instagram. And on her website, it's tin dash h-a-u-s dot com. Good. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being my guest today. And um, it's been such a pleasure. And I really look forward to the coming of your new collection and um, the sharing of your current collection. And of course, how you continue on your path after and whatever happens after you get your BFA. So I'm super excited about that for you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate everything that you're doing for independent designers and um, for featuring me on your podcast. I, I'm I'm so grateful, and I'm 
I'm really uh, grateful that you're in my life experience. Oh, thank you so much, Christina. I really appreciate that because that's exactly that's exactly what I want to do. I want to be able to help the independent designers who, you know, really have a purpose to share what they're doing, get your work out there, and share it with more people who will benefit from it. So thank you so yes. much. If you're enjoying Jewelry Navigator podcast, I would so appreciate you subscribing if you haven't already on your favorite audio platform. And I'm available, Jewelry Navigator podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Podbean. And once more, you can get your access to exclusive conversations and features. Be sure to subscribe to be a part of Jewelry Navigator ground crew for $5 a month and subscribe to Jewelry Navigator Passport, a completely free resource that I send out occasionally and probably coming frequently with jewelry news and upcoming topics and features that will be part of Jewelry Navigator Ground Crew. Until next time, cross-check your sparkle. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.